Welcome to the Iron Keel Collection. Today's story is called Black Lives Matter, Black Squares and Fraud. Written by Sean Ellerton on March 22, 2022. Subtitled Two years on from 2020, we don't hear much about BLM anymore. Wonder why? No question about it. The world has its share of racists, and I'm not talking about those accused of being so-called white-privileged inbuilt immutable racists according to critical race theory, which upholds the notion that being white automatically brands you as being privileged and racist. That is anti-racism, which is inherently racist. For example, if a white person never displayed a racist bone in their body, anti-racism purports that, because you are white, you must be racist. From a cultural standpoint in the recent events in Ukraine, one could take the same principle and apply it to any Russian, regardless if they find the Russian attacks on Ukraine as an egregious attack on mankind. I'm talking about the real nasty racists. The ones who treat another race or culture as being inferior. Naturally, this applies to any race or culture in which there is a domineering force, faction, or people who want to control another. Skin color may take its part in some cases worldwide, but certainly not all, religion and culture being other major factors. Non-racism has been taught and inculcated for many decades in most of the Western world, and this, of course, is a good thing. The teachings of Martin Luther King and other beacons of light have shown us this and led the way to achieving a better more harmonious integrated society. In general, as I have discovered during a lifetime of relatively widespread travel around the world, I found those people who have never traveled outside their own country or even their own vicinity to be in far more danger of being truly racist than those who have. Coronavirus aside, the year of 2020 heralded the beginning of a nasty rise of anti-racism, which spread its infectiousness into many institutions, including schools, universities, larger corporations, and most worryingly, the justice system. Self-made authors like Robin DeAngelo and Ibram X. Kendi have capitalized enormously off the tenets of anti-racism selling millions of books and charging five-figure sums for short diversity lectures on university and business campuses. This could, of course, only happen in the more affluent Western world in which the principal worry for most is ensuring that one has enough money in the bank account to keep that Netflix subscription going. The death of George Floyd, of course, sparked off a frenzy and wave of anti-white hysteria, hyped up virtue signaling, usually by very well-off celebrities, and general nastiness to others who disagree with supporting the tenets of anti-racism and showing off black squares on their Instagram feeds. It's now the Ukraine flag of course, which is understandable considering the way events are transpiring there presently, there may not be any Ukraine left. Not long after, we had all the weird stuff associated with the hype. Athletes taking the knee, some of whom, refused to sing the national anthem. White people licking the boots of black people and saying sorry. Hyperbole and exaggeration? Nope. There are many videos on the internet plane as day showing just this. Remember that Chaz Zone in Seattle back in 2020 in which BLM and other organizations, most of which promote the need for anarchy to save America, cordoned off an entire area of Seattle and claimed it to be independent and police-free? Until the mayor of Seattle backed down and got the police to break up the party after a couple of people got shot in the growing chaos of the zone, there was an air of relative peacefulness and festiveness in the grassy parks but as a sign of respect, 
White people were asked not to go into some of the park areas where people of color could enjoy their picnics without white intrusion. This is not made up. I watched some of this coverage at the time, and it was both startling and funny, especially the video taken of a dressed up guy as a Trump supporter who came unwaltzing in with a large stars and stripes flag. Sadly, the video was taken down by YouTube, bless their censorious cotton socks, later, but no doubt, it can be found somewhere. And of course, the black squares. They were everywhere on social media and if you didn't like them, you were the racist and fascist demon to be cut off from decent folk. The BLM movement took precedence over the coronavirus, at least in those nations and states in which wokeness and equity played such a big factor. Despite lockdowns, protests took place in New York City and the state of Victoria in Australia without police intervention. The police, by and large, supported them. Even the then mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio joined in the protest on the streets despite his strict 10-people gathering rule. The media took itself to educate its followers that the BLM protests had nothing to do with the spread of the virus, because those that attended them were wearing masks, many were not, most of which were cloth, and as many of us now know, cloth masks have been proved as being not effective in stopping the spread of the virus. However, anti-lockdown protests, which came shortly afterwards were vilified as being made up of selfish people who were deliberately spreading the virus. Acting on double standards of the highest magnitude, the police came down very hard on these protests. Surprisingly, so many can be so effectively malleable as to believe everything the media tells us, the so-called blue pilling as immortalized in the Matrix blockbuster movies. Red pillars, or those who think in a more heterodox or critically thinking fashion, are often generalized as being the baddie contrarian fringe lot who probably eat too much red meat, vote for Trump, are convinced that 5G has nanotechnology built into it to control us, believe that the Freemasons are out to control the world and worst of all sins, believe in freedom. How dare they? During 2020, if you were one of those who publicly stated that BLM is a sham, you would have had been quickly in contempt of the court of the public eye, including, for some, friends and family who might have been taken in by the holy virtues of BLM. After all, the tenets of anti-racism are more of a religion as so eloquently described in John McWhorter's book, Woke Racism. We are simply not allowed to question them as we were not allowed to question religious doctrine in Europe 400 years ago or in some nations of the Middle East now. Lest we not forget, BLM once stated on its website that one of its intentions was to dissolve the nuclear family. I remember seeing it with my own eyes, but it was later taken down during the latter half of 2020, however, there is enough evidence, including videos, screenshots and other accounts littered over the web to state this to be true. Major corporations were feeding BLM with quite significant amounts of money in support of their cause. Unfortunately, BLM did not make their finances transparent which led to its quick demise and shaming during 2021 when funds were misappropriated to fund real estate for the leaders of the movement including Patrice Cullors who got caught out in the act. A succession of other counts of fraud were revealed leading to the state of California to threaten BLM's leaders liable for tax prosecutions if they do not disclose details of where the $60 million in donations went to. Furthermore, many in the black community including that of the family of Brianna Taylor, a young woman who was shot in a botched police raid, had slammed BLM back in July 2021 for essentially doing nothing to help the black community, but only to enrich those high up in the organization for their own self-serving needs.
Brittany King, a former leader of the BLM, had revealed on her YouTube channel, American Shade, that, perhaps at one time in the past, BLM had its principles close to its heart, but since the events of 2020, it had changed to a money-making machine of fraud in an environment in which BLM was not allowed to be questioned because anyone who did would be either cancelled or, at least, severely ostracized. Other BLM leaders like Rashad Turner, who was the founder of the movement in St. Paul in 2015 also quit in disgust. In essence, the BLM movement turned corrupt to the core making so many who contributed generously to it into red-faced buffoons. We never dared to question where their finances went to back in 2020 during the height of the mania. As for those white people, one of whom I know, who proudly claimed he would give anything to BLM, but since then, has remained very quiet on social media, I wonder what they are thinking now.